during that time, people saw chivalry as a man treating a woman a certain way. Why can't women be chivalrous? They can be chivalrous. We can all be chivalrous to each other. Yes. Have you not driven on a date before? I had to do it last night. That was very chivalrous. It took a toll on me. (laughs) And when he got out, I said, I'm a martyr. Don't you forget it. (laughs) And and that's why she now goes by chivalrous Liz. (laughs) (laughs) It's Western and Bitsy. Oh my god, you are so annoying. Hello everyone and welcome back. We are live. Uh, 2019 did not take us out. Nope. And welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Welcome to the first episode of 2020. And you know what I have to say? I wish that I was born in 2000 so that like each year was my age. So Oh my god! And it would be year. so easy to keep up with your age too. It'd be so easy. Ugh. And you could potentially see the year twenty one hundred. Potentially, yeah. If you live to a be a century, I'll, I'll have to. We will have to live to be a hundred and, and eight. God, to live in three centuries. Wow. Wow. Probably, probably won't. Not with our with my current lifestyle yeah, for totally. sure. You totally. know. It would be so hard. Um. Yeah, I'm really excited for twenty twenty. I'm happy we made it. I'm happy to see another year. I think that the fact that this is not only a first new episode of the year, but of the decade, it I had some emotional feelings on New Year's Eve beyond just it being a new year. Because it was a new decade. And I yes. will have to say, so whenever I left work before the holidays, I was like, okay, guys, I'll see you in a new decade. And two of my cube mates turned around and were like, well, you know, it's not technically the start of a new decade. And I was like, yes, it is. And they're like, no, because it would have to be um, a one. It wouldn't be the oh. And I was like, so you're telling me 2000 wasn't the start of a new century and decade? And they're like, oh. And so then I, I was walking out because I had my backpack on. And I said, so I will see you in the new decade. And they just laughed. I turned around and walked away. Because I am right. And you know what? I couldn't imagine a better way to end the old decade. I know. I mean, there was one a last lot, fight. There was a lot of things. We went through a lot in the, what would you call that? The 2010s? I don't know. Yeah, I guess the 20 2010s. Yeah. It was just a lot. We graduated high school. Okay, we yeah, yeah. went through the traumatizing but fun traumatizing experience that was college. Yes. We became real life adults for I the most part. I became a dog mom. You became a dog mom. I You came out as gay as a I did. Oh my god. That's crazy when people were sharing like the beginning of the decade and the end of the decade. I did just cuz I was curious went back and looked at myself. I was a junior in high school and I was just oh like god. What the fuck? It was so wild and just so crazy. a totally different person in some ways, but in some ways just the same old loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in some ways for me, I was just like the bitch on the cheerleading squad. And then now <laughs> I'm just the bitch that works. <laughs> the bitch in the IT department. Yeah, the bitch of IT. <laughs> they call the IT number and then you say, hello, this is Bitsy. Click. They hang up and they're like, oh, it was Bitsy. Try again in like five minutes. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, whoa, this is Bitsy. What do you want? <laughs> Uh, it's been it's been fun though did you accomplish any goals in 2019 the only goal I think I I accomplished really was us launching this podcast and launching the podcast and I don't say getting a boyfriend because I I don't view getting a boyfriend as an accomplishment and it also wasn't a goal right it just it happened I'm happy it happened but, you know, I, I feel like if I say, oh, accomplished getting a boyfriend, it says something about people that are single. and It also says something about you. Like, that's just like right. what it's you like, were searching for. When- right. It's like placing your value in yeah. someone else, you know. 
Totally. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that. Um, we went to Europe. We did go to Europe. Actually, yes. My Our first um, international trip that wasn't work. Yeah. And that we was that. super fun. Mm-hmm. We love talking about it. So in case you guys didn't know, we went to Europe. Yeah. We went um, to Salt Lake City. We did go to Salt Lake City. We went snowmobiling for the first that time. That was fun. I marked off several um, states because, you know, I have an ongoing goal to visit all the states. I marked right. off West Virginia, North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah. I think there was a couple more. I can't remember. But I've got like eight left. So We did a lot. What we else? We did do a lot. Um, some traumas that I went through in 2019 was that was when I got the biopsy on my face that I have a scar on because in case you guys didn't know, in 2019, um, well actually in 2018, I got my tonsils out and I'm allergic to amoxicillin and, a pe- and a, a penicillin and that and I kept getting strep throat. So I had to get the tonsils out and they gave me, as I was stripped of my tonsils, they were burned out of my throat. They gave me a, that you can only get so much liquid medicine and I still mm-hmm. had strep throat whenever they took my tonsils out. So they wanted me to, you know, g- mm-hmm. kill that infection. And, um, so it, it was supposed to ha- not have any amoxicillin or penicillin, but it was a cousin of penicillin, which oh, caused yeah. me to break out in a rash on my entire body. So, so my, that is what it was. So my, well, my uh. immune system was all the way down. And then re- and then I got a, basically a yeast infection on my face from all of this. And they was misdiagnosed for months and months and months. Like five months later, I finally, um, I finally got... I got a biopsy mm-hmm. on my face, which they took a huge scrape out of my cheek, and I, they did not tell me that was going to happen. It really traumatized me. Um, but I got it fixed, and I finally got the rash to go away. I don't think I can say, like, the rash was actually really bad. It started as a small circle, and then it spread to be almost, like, the my entire face. And I was, like, losing hair and my eyebrows and eyelashes. I forgot that happened this year. Yeah. The only thing that, like, was good from it is it made me be more um, confident and not take, made me take my looks for, like, being so vain, basically. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Because I stopped wearing makeup because it just didn't, like, it was, you know, I couldn't. It's, like, not something you could hide. It was just, like, this is what it is. Yeah, this is what it is. And I got asked multiple times, what's wrong with your face? Um, So that was really humbling. Wow, that would be very hard to hear. On, yeah. on, at any time in your life, that would be hard to hear. But multiple times in one year would be very yeah, hard. Yeah, it was fun. But it really did teach me like, oh, like to like just now I don't wear makeup to work, which is amazing. I'm saving money. I'm saving time in the morning. And right. I'm never going to wear makeup to work again. Right. You're being authentically yourself. Exactly. The natural beauty that you are. Exactly. Your tonsils were some evil motherfuckers and they did not go out with one last fight. No, they didn't. They were like, you know what? We're going to leave you with one last gift. Here a gift go. of a face rash. <laughs> totally. You got tattoos. I got tattoos. Um, what else? I went to a lot of um, wild weekends. I went to New York City mm-hmm. World Pride. I went to Market Days in Chicago. I went to um, Atlanta, Atlanta Pride. Pride. And I think there was a couple... Oh, I... Uh, my friends got married, and I went to their bachelor party and the bachelorette party. You did it all. There was just a lot, and it was a really fun year. It was fun. It was a good year. How did you end it? How was New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve was really, really fun, but I um, I got pretty fucked up like the Saturday before. And so when Tuesday came, I was like, I really don't feel like drinking, but I do love this holiday, so I'm going to do it. And of course, um, once I started, I didn't have a problem after I got started. <laughs> of course. It was really fun, though. It, um, it, I did get kind of sad and down a little bit because I was just like, there were things I wanted to accomplish that I feel like I didn't accomplish. And it's just, I feel like time passing for me and for some people is just sad in general. Yeah. And it's like, we're celebrating that we've made it around the sun again, but I'm also like... 
damn it, that's just more time gone and less time I have left. That sounds so sad and depressing, but it's like the future used to be so bright and now the future is getting dimmer. And the, that is and the so past untrue. Is, well, the past is like bright. I look back on the past. I have this, like a lot of good memories. Right. I, yeah. It, not saying the future is not bright, but that's just how it feels when you're counting down to New Year's Eve. Because it, it makes you emotional, I think. It does. It, it really does. And now I'd you know. also like to say the most annoying thing you did in 2019. I was trying to think back on my 2019. I couldn't really think of a lot. Um, I think one of the most annoying things you did to me was to try and force me to watch a circumcision docu- uh, documentary. Why can't I say the word? Doc- say it. Documentary. Documentary. And then also trying to force me to learn about other things like the pistachios and stuff like that that I didn't want to know about. I just think those things are so fascinating. Okay, well, yeah. But like when you tried to like make me, made me watch um, a baby get circumcised. Uh, well, okay. I didn't make you watch a baby get circumcised. You held my eyes open. I, I couldn't even watch that. I you had to fast forward through that You literally held my eyes open. Guys, if you want to learn more about circumcision or if you feel like you too were mutilated against your will as a child, please look it up on Netflix, an amazing documentary. Um, so I think that was the most annoying thing you did. And as for the most annoying thing that Oscar did is that he did nothing besides live. He never went and got a job. He never cleaned. He no. he never did anything, any of the goals that we gave him or tasks. If we set goals every single month on our fridge, they're more so like jokes, but goals. And Oscar never once took it upon himself to write one down. No, and he never, we asked him repeatedly to apply for financial aid and he never did it. And so it's like, you know, in 2020, what can we expect from him? Probably nothing, nothing. again. I've accepted that this is who Oscar is as a person. And He's lazy. Yeah. And I, I think he gets it from me. <laughs> I think he does too. I think the most annoying thing you did in 2019. <laughs> um... Hmm. Your memory's not very good. So I know. I really, to, I can barely remember back week. to June. You know what? Brittigate 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I am innocent. And everyone thinks that I am guilty. You are not With innocent. all of the conspiracies revolving around the Brita. To the point that I now just drink tap water to avoid the conspiracies. Well, we both drink wet, drink tap water because the Brita's broken, but we're leaving the empty Brita in the refrigerator. So I guess the goal for 2020 should be to get a new Brita. Get a new Brita, and we could start by getting rid of this one. Yeah. That's what I think we should do. It was sad. Um, so in general, I just want to talk about also 2020 goals and people making them. And one I really want to talk about is when someone makes a health or fitness goal for 2020. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time people think that's so stupid. Uh, everyone makes a health and fitness goal. Well, yeah, everyone does it. And sure, maybe half the people, a quarter or three fourths of the people don't stick to it. But there's people that do. And I don't think you should ever try and be like, well, everyone does it. And like kind of shit on your goal that you're making. Because then you're not going to stick with it. You need to be like, I think it's great if anyone makes a fitness or health goal. Whenever I did lost all my weight, I did it in 2016. I said I was changing on January 1st and I did it. And so other people can do it too. Mm-hmm. And I really hate when people get annoyed by people, new people coming to the gym because yes, you I should be encouraging so of them. You should be like, you're doing great. Please keep it up. Why wouldn't you want someone else to be healthy? Why wouldn't you want someone else to get in shape? Right. If you're doubting them and they're doubting themselves and they're nervous and uncomfortable and then you're being mean to them, of course they're not going to stick with it because they already are putting themselves out there and trying something new. Right. It's already an, un- an uncomfortable space for them. And I see people posting on Facebook, be like, ready for all the new, um, all, 
all the temporary people that are going to be at the gym for like two weeks. Uh, so annoying. All these New Year's, uh, all these resolution people here at the gym. But like you said, I'm like, why are you shitting on them? Yeah. So what? If they go for two weeks, one, that's better than nothing. Right. And two, like, what, what does that affect you? So what? The gym's crowded. And who cares? And I can remember back to the first couple of times that I went to the gym. I remember the first day I went to the gym, I walked in and walked out because I was so nervous whenever mm-hmm. I was start, deciding to start it. I walked in and I just like was like, I can't do it. And I walked out and that people get that nervous. So why are you going to be uh, discouraging and rude to them? I don't like it. Instead, you should be helpful and encourage them when they're working out. And if they do are doing something like... I don't know something wrong. I mean, you should also be weary about going up and correcting them, but you know, right. Help people. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't really affect you. So why, why do people have such strong emotions on it? And I will say that is one of my new year's goals. I've put on some relationship. Yeah. You know, just a little more to hold on to, but that is one of my goals. Like I, I know I've said it before and then I did absolutely nothing about it. I, I still do run like twice a week, but let's be honest. That's just probably, help I don't even know if it's doing anything right now but like I need to start really really doing something every day so Just that's make one of my one goals. good decision a day and stick to it because the weight room scares me I mean yeah I get that yeah. it's scary to me so I can only yes. it's I can understand why it's scary to you as well that's it's why like I love a wild jungle fitness. yeah like I'm going in and then there's a gorilla to my left there's a saber-toothed tiger to my right and here I am I'm just this tiny little bonobo who's lifting my little five I don't five even know weights. what a bonobo is oh they're so cute they're similar to chimpanzees but not so aggressive oh, okay but still like thick no they're like tight no okay, <laughs> okay in, the, in that case I'm a baby hippo <laughs> <laughs> I was going for something cute and weak and adorable, but in that case. Hootie hootie hoo. So do you have any other New Year's resolutions? Um, so my fitness, because I like have different um, areas. So my fitness New Year's resolution or just goal for the year is to be able to do like good push-ups for my toes. I can do good push-ups for my knees. I can do like one semi-shitty push-up for my toes or like you know more than one but they're just not good I want to be able to do really good push-ups in 2019 I accomplished being able to do a chaturanga which is a yoga move Mm -hmm. um and I'm really proud of myself for that but now I just want to be able to do like good push-ups and then other goals I mean just your basic like read more get more into music stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then obviously become famous somehow from the podcast Oh, that's a... We need uh, to do a better job. That w- That's not just a New Year's resolution. That's an ongoing uh, strive. And then also to get on The Amazing Race. Yes, which we will be auditioning for. And everyone, cross your fingers. If you know a producer, anybody in Hollywood that can help us out... Let us know. Please. We will do anything. Anything. And I mean anything. Yeah, with literally anything. Um, and then I also want to talk about... Your people having dating goals, which we kind of touched on mm-hmm. for 2020 or just years like this is the year I want to get a boyfriend. I think whenever you say things like that, you're setting yourself up for failure because mm-hmm. then if you don't get a boyfriend, you're like, oh, man, I didn't do that. Well, that shouldn't be your goal. Like you, the only thing you can do to better your you can better your chances of meeting someone right. that you want to do that or that you want to date. And that means mm-hmm. getting out there more, trying new things, you know, today Day is getting on the dating apps get on the dating app um stop being embarrassed that you're on a dating app and try to go on dates like just yeah. actually be okay with going on dates be okay with going on dates be okay with getting your feelings hurt and just put yourself out there <laughs> get comfortable with rejection really 
I mean, yeah. My favorite thing to do is reject before I get rejected. Mm -hmm. So then I never feel rejection. And that's another one. Get comfortable with rejecting people. That was something I always struggled with was just letting people go. And I knew it wasn't right. Like you have to get comfortable with that. Just be like, this isn't right. Yeah. I saw something on the interwebs because, you know, I get everything off the internet. I'm not that smart. It said, your goal shouldn't be to find someone who completes you. Your goal should be to find someone who helps you complete yourself. And I was like, damn, that's so true. Because that's why people set it as a goal is because they think that it's going to complete them. But you should find someone who makes you want to achieve all your other goals, no matter what they are, and complete yourself. So in that sense, I think it it's okay to want that. But like you said, setting it as a goal well, do things to better yourself. Say right. you're going to go to the gym. Maybe you'll meet someone at the gym. Start volunteering. Maybe you'll right. meet someone volunteering. Do things that are going to better yourself that you enjoy. And mm-hmm. just being out and meeting people is already making your chances better of finding someone. Yes. And if you're becoming a better version of yourself too, then that's also going to increase your chances. Go you to know? therapy. <laughs> Have sex with your therapist. I don't know. Oh my God. I got a boyfriend after I went to therapy. <laughs> oh my God. Except for you still need to go. Like you stopped. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped. But. Oh my God. But I think that's why. And I think people too, I I always, I hear this all the time. I want to be married by 25 and have kids by 30. It's like, what? Like it's, it's 2020. It's the roaring twenties. Have your whoring thirties if you like. Exactly. And don't just don't put pressure or timelines on your life because you never know what's going to happen. And you're just setting yourself up to be disappointed and to be like, Oh, I didn't achieve this or I didn't, um, I didn't do this. It, yes. you, it's just when you put timelines and then you're like, I expect to be married by this time. I expect to have a kid this time. If you don't hit that, that makes you disappointed in yourself and feel like you, your life is shit when it's mm-hmm. not. You're that, just following a different path. Well, that's one reason I was sad on New Year's Eve is I've set similar goals every single year and I've never reached them. Well, you know? I think and, you need to focus on one. Right. And I think that's another important thing is setting an achievable goal. Sometimes I set unrealistic goals totally i one year it was up to become fluent in spanish yes yeah, so you bought rosetta stone i yeah i learned, vividly remember it i learned the colors and i learned like a couple of other things that i've already forgotten because it's been so long but like setting realistic goals i think is really important i agree and just and starting mm-hmm. small like don't say i'm gonna read a book like i don't know every month this year whenever you don't read at all mm-hmm. instead just say i want to read two books this year Start so small so right. that you can achieve them. And get you if you surpass them, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. Love that for you. I totally agree. Keeping it realistic, keeping them. Uh, you know, I've had like years where I set 10 fucking goals and I literally think I shoot myself in the foot. And something else is, oh, I hear the church organs. Oh, I hear them playing is whenever I fail at a goal. Like, for example, it's already January what 4th. And no, I haven't worked out this year. I've also been in the ER, whatever. Attention there. Attention but, whore. <laughs> but there's nothing that says I can't start now. And same thing with like my budgeting and my finances. There's some debts that I want to pay off. Well, I started spending so much around the holidays that I was like, well, I'll just start on January 1st. Well, there's nothing that stopped me from getting a hold on it one week sooner. So anytime I feel like, like for me personally, whenever I fail, it's an excuse for myself to, to, to quit keep trying. going. Well, yeah, to quit yeah, trying. Yeah. And so I need to keep, to keep going. doing the so opposite. Yeah. Let's say that I gain 20 more pounds between now and June. 
I can still start my resolution in June. And I think a lot of people get hung up on the January 1st right. and it being a new year. Guys, time is a man-made concept. It exactly. doesn't matter. You can change who you are whenever you want. Yeah. It just, a lot of people feel the motivation around January 1st, but mm-hmm. don't give up. Yeah. And that's okay too, but you can do it at any time. Exactly. Do we want to talk about why you went to the hospital? I mean, it's not very exciting or fun. Um, I've just been having chest pains and trouble breathing, and we we still don't know exactly what the issue is. They did many, many tests on me. They hooked up an IV. I, I learned that I used to not be scared of needles when I was younger. Like, I gave, I donated blood whenever I was in high school, and now I, I can't do needles. Like, whenever I was hooked up and they started an IV, I was a squirter. Blood went everywhere, and I was just like, oh, no. They had to wheel me to radiology to get the scan because they're like, we're, we think you might faint if you stand up. And when I stood up, I told them I felt fine, but yes, I almost did. Um, and then they wheeled me back and then they took me back to rate to radiology, but this time didn't even bother putting me in the chair, just left me in the bed, which I did. I did like, I had a, there's this thing called a contrast. Y'all didn't realize how much you were going to learn today. It's whenever they put dye in your bloodstream. So whenever they do the CT scan, they can like see, they were looking for a blood clot is what they were looking for. And, let me tell you, it is like no drug I've ever done. It was the weirdest feeling. The dye went in the IV and I felt it go through my entire bloodstream. I thought I pissed myself because it was warm. It was wicked. And uh, yeah, I'm going to live. I'm uh, Yeah, he's he's fine. He has n- his health his heart is healthy as a horse. <laughs> it's nothing cardiovascular. They did rule that out. It and could be his GI tract and or what we think anxiety and stress mm-hmm. induced after doing alcohol and his moral hangovers have been causing him to um to feel like he's having a panic attack, which he uh, assumed was Mm -hmm. a heart attack, which then sent him into more downward spirals of that he's going to die. So we're happy to say that Weston's going to live to see another day. I'm I'm a cockroach. But um, we need to get a hold on your Mm anxiety-induced heart attacks. And that's actually one of my goals this year is I, you know, last year I said I was going to start taking care of myself both physically and mentally and guys, I'm not a total basket case. I think this can go for everyone. But like, I, I did go to therapy. Did I quit? Yes. But I did go. And that was a big step for me. And, you know, I've, this year I'm ready to tackle my anxiety. You know, I've tried meditation. I've tried different things. And I, I think it's okay to accept that maybe I need to go to the doctor for it. You know, I've really, for years they've been begging me to begging do to do something. You. And I was like, I it gave me anxiety to be on anxiety medicine. So Taking care of your mental health, I think, is a good all-around goal, not just your physical. Totally. Both. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have reached out in 2019. I reached out to two separate therapists, and I've been um, responded with nothing. Haven't heard from either of them. I'm trying to go through my insurance because I want it to be free, right? Um, but they're making it very difficult for me. So maybe in 2020, I'll find one that will respond to me. I hope so, and I hope that I don't have an ER bill. Uh, you will, sweetie. You will. Oh, shit. Well, January. I've already met my deductible, January second. <laughs> you did it. Um, so something else we thought would be fun would be to talk about the differences in dating in 1920 versus 2020. And you have to think, in like 1920, they would never be able to imagine the dating like that. You're on a phone. They didn't even. They wouldn't know what a phone, oh, Lord, like a cell no. phone, is. They didn't have the internet and meeting people on the internet. It is. A totally different world, a different dimension. Yes. And because in 1920, it was like the start of casual dating, basically. Because before that, mm-hmm. it was 
courtship and it was a family affair. A family decided right. um, who you were going to marry, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of more of a transaction rather than dating. Right. But well, And it was also like the women's liberation movement. So before then, there was a lot of things that women that restricted women from having the freedom to choose, you know, right. such as even what they dress. Like before the 20s, they wore like floor length gowns and, you know, they they're. Uh, clothes went all the way up to their neck and they had long hair and then the flappers came along and they had shorter hair they wore lipstick you know the the neckline went down uh those dresses became skirts like just so much happened that liberated women and I think that added a lot to it I think also it was kind of when people started having fun they started having like jazz jazz music Mm -hmm. bars nightlife cars transportation contraception you could have you could you had better um, contraception, so that was more effective, that was more efficient, that mm-hmm. more people get their hands on, so it made casual sex more of a thing right. because there wasn't as big of a risk of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. The economy was booming. Booming. You know? so we can only hope that for 2020. I'm hoping for 2020, but we might be going to World War Three, and I'm nervous about getting drafted. I, you, sweetie, you're way too old. However... I think that if we got drafted, we wouldn't be the fighters. We would probably be in the IT section. That's our saving grace. Really? I think that if we got drafted, the moment we went to any type of training, they would be like, send those two back. I mean, they would put you on the front lines because they'd be like, yeah, if they kill him, fine. (laughs) Me, they'd be like, she's more of the brains of the operation. We're going to send her to the back. (laughs) I I would like to be a pilot. I think that I, I think that's where you I would have thrive. No training, um, and that's you know it's gonna I'm gonna have to learn on the job, which is gonna be scary above ten thousand feet. Um, anyways, back to the tw- 1920s. <laughs> 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 um, it was just dating was so different mm-hmm. then. The, if you think about it, like putting your mind back there, that had to be so crazy. Going from arranged marriages to being able to meet people mm-hmm. at sporting events, which they weren't doing before, at bars, drinking cars all of that stuff and um and going to college people met in college men and women because women weren't really going to college before that right and um you mentioned the drinking and the dancing the prohibition was during the 1920s which made it like go underground which i think attracts people to it like whenever it's illegal it's more like okay now i'm I'm gonna do it so as the prohibition was happening it didn't stop the drinking. It just made people hide it better. Yeah. And and then dancing started. Like you mentioned, the jazz music. Like literally the start of nightlife as we know it. Right. What happened with the with um, homosexuality in 1920s? The homosexuals in the 1920s. So I did a little, you know, there's not a lot of LGBT. There is LGBT history, but we just don't know it because it's not as well documented. Yeah. But it was actually more, more, I use accepted as as a term very loosely. Like they were still called male sex perverts, <laughs> but then it was like in the 1930s, like there were drag shows and drag balls, especially in like Chicago and New York. Um, you, you know, that culture was already forming where men could meet their partners at these different events and things like that. But then after world war two hit and the great depression, it became a much more, stigmatized Taboo. thing but in straight men and women in the 20s would go to these shows because they were interested in the culture as well and let us not forget bathhouses were way more prominent than than they are now because it was more secretive like that was something right it was it, it's like the prohibition happened and everything mm-hmm. went underground but the gays were already ready for it because they were already <laughs> underground <laughs> right they were like oh this is nothing we, we've been doing this for years i mean bathhouses even go back to the 1800s too but like probably even before then truly oh well if we go back to ancient greek and rome yes running rampant but they didn't have the internet and grinder and 
I, I guess they, they they must have had gay speakeasies and gay bars as well. But you had to know where to go if you wanted to either hook up or meet someone. You know, you couldn't get online and go to adamforadam.com or go in the Pornhub comment section and find someone. And you couldn't truly date them. You'd have mm-hmm. to be really secretive. So I, I bet that the gay men and women um, back then mm-hmm. wouldn't, had, wouldn't have dreamed of a world where they could oh, no. get married legally. That, yeah, that would be trippy for them. And speaking of the women, there was lesbian sections of of New York City too. Isn't you know, there crazy? was enclaves and stuff. So it was it was a really um, it was cons- relatively more pro- prosperous in the twenties than it was. Of course, when you compare it to today's times, it's still oppressive and things like that. But it, it kind of makes sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but I can I understand why once World War Two and the um, the Great Depression hit that it did become more stigmatized is because typically when people are struggling, they don't have hope. And when they don't have hope, they turn to religion. And what has religion always done is is oppress different types of people. Not every religion and not every person who is religious. I'm not saying that. But as a rule, during that time, I I see why that happened. Because I was thinking about it and I was like, why, why do why are people so offended or, you know, not accepting of gay men and women? And I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, because a lot of times people are scared or or don't like what they don't understand. And since if if they're, you're straight, you don't understand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then I was like, well, also religion. Religion's religion a says it's a sin. It. But something I also want to bring up is we're talking about the times of dating, being accepting. We're talking about women going to college. We're talking about women um, getting rights in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. But we need, can't forget about the African-American women. They have their own history and, and path. Absolutely. Um, because times were so segregated. So segregated and so different. And that's just something I don't want to um, I want people to think about. What's trippy is, too, I keep using the word trippy because it is, is the 20s was not that far from like the civil war like oh my gosh people that were alive in the 20s knew people who fought in the civil war that's crazy i'm sure right like their grandfathers yeah maybe greats but still so i mean when you really start getting back to that it is a totally different time it's a totally different time and today like dating apps are prevalent Mm -hmm. and that's mainly how people meet each other and it's just so it's just so different I think if we were alive in the 1920s, one, I would definitely be at the underground bathhouses of and course. the drag balls. You would like own an underground bathhouse. Yes, maybe a chain. Who knows? You would have definitely been brought up with the long dresses to be a quote unquote proper lady. But the moment those fashion trends came from Paris, you would have been a flapper like that. Oh, you would yeah. have had the red lipstick, the short hair, the short skirts. You would have loved dancing and you wouldn't get mad. You, you wouldn't be able to get mad if someone didn't text you back. But you best believe if you wrote someone like a five-page letter and they mailed you back a one-page letter. I would have to break up with them. You'd have to break up with them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or what if they didn't even write you back? Um, I guess I would have to set their house on fire. Something like small like that. Like just mm-hmm. as an even payback. Yeah. This was almost the time of Lizzie Borden. Oh my God. What my brother had called me growing up. Lizzie Borden, he drew it on my sister. My sister, um, growing up, has this had a closet. She had a walk-in closet, which let us not forget that when I was in high school, and well, when she was in high school and I was in middle school, um, I would go in after she left for high school and steal her clothes. So she bought a lock and key handle and put that on her closet. So and would lock it every morning, so I could no longer steal her clothes. Anyways, that's not the story. The story is that we started drawing on her closet wall. And Bob, my brother, 
drew this Lizzie Borden with massive hips and then like <laughs> titled it me. So I am a serial killer. <laughs> Is that why to this day it's a trigger when people say, hey, Liz? Yeah, I just don't like being called Liz, Lizzie. Um, What's like when people call me Wesley? I'm like... <laughs> No, what? it's actually not Wesley. It's, it's Weston. It's not Wesley at all. Or sometimes even when they call me Wes, I'm like, it is Weston, but I'll let it slide. I can see where you might think I go by Wes. And only people, only certain people can call, like friends can call you Wes or like Wessie. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, I don't like when anyone calls you Wessie, except I can do it, but no one else can. I never get bothered by being called Wes. I just always think if someone had in their email signature, Elizabeth, I would never say Liz. Oh, but yeah, people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless I knew them and I knew they went by Liz. Mm-hmm. For example, I work with someone named Kimberly. I would, I've never called her Kim because I've only seen her refer to herself as Kimberly. Right. So you can't just give people nicknames. Yeah. In 2020, don't just give people nicknames unless no. you know them. I agree. In these roaring 20s. So I think we should bring back love letters and I think we should bring back chivalry. Okay. I'm down with that. I think like that chivalry gets, chivalry gets lost a lot now with the whole feminist movement mm-hmm. and people wanting to be equal. Um, I don't understand why, because like, I hate guys who are like, well, I'm not going to hold a door open for a woman because she wants to be equal. So I'm going to slam it in her face. Like, go fuck yourself. I hold the door open for people. You should hold the door open for people. Exactly. And let's just, I think people forget that during that time, people saw chivalry as a man treating a woman a certain way. Why can't women be chivalrous? They can be chivalrous. We can all be chivalrous to each other. Yes. Have you not driven on a date before? I had to do it last night. That and was it did very chivalrous. It took a toll on me. <laughs> and when he got out, I said, I'm a martyr. Don't you forget it. <laughs> and and that's why she now goes by chivalrous Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, the whole equality thing, I really don't know where I stand on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode's about goals and resolutions and all that years. The whole equality thing, I don't know where I stand on that. We've talked about the fucking Civil War, Lizzie Borden. Okay, but wait, now you talked about chivalry. Okay. And I, that's where I wonder equality. Like, that's where I'm, I'm like, mm. I don't know. I guess I pick and choose where I want equality. Why is it so wrong that like I want to get paid the same as a man who's doing the same job as me? But also, I would like to be taken on a date. You know, like where does right. that where does that change? Like does it change, you know? I don't I think it just is a person by person basis. I I yeah, I mean you know there's women out there that support their men I know. I know. Yeah. It's just like stay-at-home dads or stay-at-home moms. Yeah, it's just like, h- how do you want it to work? How, how do you want it to be? You know, I, I'm okay with, you know, the other person being chivalrous and supporting their sugar baby, the sugar baby being me. I know, me, me as well. In fact, I got a DM on Instagram, which this is mm-hmm. the time is on for rather than time is up, and it said, you do deserve a sugar daddy. And I was like, I agree. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do wish that you could find someone that all you have to do is send feet pictures to and they would respond. Maybe that should be my goal for 2020 is profiting off my my toe gap. I was noticing your toe gap whenever this cord from the microphone was hanging right in between them earlier. Yeah, I have a big toe gap (laughs) in between my big toe and the rest of my little toes. And I never, I honest to God, never noticed it until me and, as you guys all know, Kinkle Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> our good friend Rachel um so we were in college and we were made Weston for some reason right our feet and we're like Weston who has better feet I don't, did we tell the story already I don't think so but y'all can imagine the type of stress I was under immediately I was like shit who am I was, gonna side with and so he goes well including ankles Bitsy because Rachel has cankles <laughs> and not including ankles Rachel because Bitsy's fucking huge toe gap <laughs> there, there was the 80 pie bag and I was like I can read everything on the 80 pie bag through Bitsy's toe gap <laughs> I do have a big toe gap toe gaps are the new thigh gaps what can I say that's the, you know toe gaps are in in 2020 exactly that's what I heard that's what I read on the internet yeah. I mean, it was me tweeting it, but still. This And this is the internet, basically, because this is going over an RSS feed. Exactly. Um, should we talk about the sayings from 2020s yeah. that we want to bring back? Yes. So we went through and we looked at things, sayings that were in 2020, in 1920, mm-hmm. and um, we picked out some that we would like to bring back for 2020, and with our listeners' help, we think we can do it. Yes. And if no one else is bringing them back, we're going to start saying them. So you, this is just good to educate yourself. Okay. Um, icy mitt. And we like this one because it goes with dating. You receive the icy mitt when you express feelings for someone and they are not reciprocated. So it's kind of like being ghosted or or friend zoned. But now we're calling it an icy mitt. Damn. I can think of a few times I received the icy mitt. I have received the icy mitt almost every single day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for the past 27 years. And it hasn't been so much as friend zone because they're like, no, we don't even want to be your friend. <laughs> like, it's like an icy bat. It's like dry ice mitt. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. It burns a little. Totally. Another one which I'm going to start using is blue nose. It's a wet blanket or someone who like puts a damper on the mood and festivities. We all know a blue nose. We all know a blue nose. And sure, we've probably been the blue nose before, but now let's just call them, let's call them big blue nose. Like let's yeah. get a little bit mean and, you know, really break them down to make them even more in a bad mood and yeah. just send them home and out of our way. So don't be a, be a blue nose. Don't be a big blue nose, bitch. Ugh. Um, and then another one, this is just fun because, um, if you are, let's say you're at a party, okay. You're drinking a little bit. You're eating a few snacks. Maybe you, your stomach starts hurting. You popped an Adderall. You popped an Adderall and your stomach starts hurting and you're like, oh shit, I've got to go to the bathroom and shit. See what I did there? Um, so just be like, I'm going to go iron my shoelaces. And that what used to be referred to as when people would go to the bathroom. Like I'm going to go to the restroom. And if it takes a long time, you're going to be like, well, I was ironing my shoelaces. Like, duh. Right. It, I'm confused though. How do you think they, like, what do you think the connection was there? Ironing your shoelaces to taking a massive shit? Um, I don't know. And maybe like this is when we should enlist like a grandparent and ask them. And they might know. My granddad's oh. turning 90, so he was born in 1930. So Oh, my God. So he might know. So he might know. Yeah. I can only... The only thing I can think of is, like, sometimes your foot, your feet fall asleep if you sit on the toilet for too long. That's and never so happened to me. That's so you, embarrassing. What like, the fuck? Like, you wake up your feet. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was trying there. <laughs> Ooh, handcuff. So handcuff was what actually we call now cuffing season. Oh. Oh my but, God. Yeah. You're right. But it was um, getting a ring. So getting married and mm-hmm. anything to do with married, it was called getting handcuffed because apparently when a man had to marry a woman, that meant he was going to prison. Right. That yeah. was equivalent <laughs> to going to prison. Apparently they were going to prison. And I think that must be where we get the term the old ball and chain. Yeah, totally. One that I loved was know your onions. So it's basically means uh, being be knowledgeable about a particular subject. So I think that in today's political climate, we this is something we could say a lot is know your onions. For example, if you ask me about some of the um, 
foreign affairs that are currently going on. I don't know my onions right now, so I'm not going to tell you how I feel because I'm not educated enough about it. So feel free to say that to others. Know your onions. So that's one that Weston's going to go ahead and identify with, but I'm not. So I will not be saying know your onions. Oh, as you know, we like to spill the tea. Well, in the 1920s, they called it noodle juice. So we will be spilling the noodle juice. This is the noodle juice. This is the noodle juice, and you are welcome. And this is also the gospel. <laughs> Ooh, bank's closed. So this, whenever <laughs> yeah. a couple is um, having too much PDA, you would be like, bank's closed. And now I want you to get active and be like, bank is closed, and start clapping. Yes. And then maybe they'll stop. They'll also be so confused. So they will stop because they're like, what? What? And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't know that saying. You're so right. dumb. It means get a room. Get a room. Oh, my God. I know why they say bank's closed. Sperm why? bank. You Do you think, think that's it? Probably not. Do you think they had sperm banks back then? I don't. Women wouldn't want to get pregnant. I don't know if they, like, I don't know. I don't if know. I was alive, I would be a walking sperm bank back then. I don't even know what to say to that. So, um. Another goal of mine is associated with this next slang term. Zazzled. I'm trying not to get as zazzled as frequently and zazzled so hard in 2020. It basically just means getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something that I think is kind of stupid is when um, they said, go chase yourself, as in, like, get out of here, beat it. Um, I prefer, and I think in 2020, we should just stick with the go fist yourself or go fuck yourself. Right. So go chase yourself. I guess if we're at work, we might have to say that. Yeah. But, like, outside of work, immediately switch to, like, fist or fuck. Yeah. Um, If you're drinking any wine that's not very good, you could also call it foot juice, which makes sense because people smash the grapes with their feet. I hope totally that I get get that. So those are some fun sayings that I think that in 2020 we either should or should not bring back and Mm -hmm. use, and that'll be fun for us. Yes. We're going to try to bring them back, but let's be honest, I have the memory of a goldfish, so after this episode, I'll already have forgotten all of them. I can't a thousand percent for you. You're not very smart and you're not very pretty. Oh my God, something else we did in 2019. <laughs> Botox. Oh my God, we did. We turned back the clock yeah. in 2019. I mean, you have started aging again since you haven't gotten it again, but. Um, and my lip, my lip flip is gone now. Yeah, totally. So I need to go see Raquel again. You do. Gotta get this fixed up. Gotta get it fixed. Um, do you have a time is up? Time is up on um, the 20. Time's up on 2019. Time is it's up over. on 2019. It is over <laughs> and done with. Yeah. Um, my time is up. Might be a little specific for something that happened to me. But time is up on guys you are dating asking you what your New Year's resolution is only for them to be able to say what theirs is. And their New Year's resolution is to not prioritize dating over work and fitness. Um, so time's up on guys telling you that you're blatantly you're not a priority in 2020. And setting up the stage to be able to tell you that. Like, well... Thank you for telling me your New Year's resolution. So mine is uh, not you. Yeah, my, like, mine's not you. And so then you're forced to break up with them. Sucks. And time is also up on single ply toilet paper. You know who you are. Stop being cheap. Um, Weston, that was you. Like I have Charmin. Now. I take care of my tushy. And you used to have single ply toilet paper. That was an accident. Uh-huh. But you kept it. I had to go through it. So time is up I don't even know why they make you. it. I've never understood why they make single ply toilet paper or off-brand sodas. I don't want fucking Mountain Lightning. What the fuck is Mountain Lightning? I, I couldn't agree more. And also the Stevia sodas with like the fake sugar. Those are also disgusting. And you know that like that is right up my alley. I love a good LaCroix. I love a good sparkling water. But I cannot handle the Stevia sodas. They're Shit. so gross. And I would like, you know what? I would like a Coca-Cola from the 1920s because it has real cocaine oh in it. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, totally. I would like so it. So I'll be ordering one of those. 
Okay, guys, um, I think that's going to be it for this episode, as in I think I know it's going to be it. Thank you for listening, yes. and please keep listening in 2020 and help us reach our goal of becoming famous, which means you need to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a foe. Follow us on Instagram at psapodcast.com. Send us your time is up, people. Let's go. You can DM us at psapodcast.com at PSA podcast on Instagram, or you can email us and let us know what you want to hear from us this year. Do we need to get back into more dating? I think we do. We need to get back Mm -hmm. into the nitty gritty. Um, And just let us know what you want to hear from us. Let us know what you want to hear. And we are going to go film our audition type for the amazing race. So So also, yeah, keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Thank you so much. And blesses. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.